Matthew Savoy's Amherst debut in three exit interviews on the blue line, the big three on the blue line, coming up today on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in. Welcome in to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sneaky Joe DiBiase, of course, on today's show. As we are rolling in the offseason, we have a Kyle Poso contract that we talked about on our last show that you can check out on our YouTube channel, Locked On Sabres. Be sure to check us out there. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. A lot to get to on today's show. Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, Matias Samuelson, the big three on the Sabres blue line, looking back on their seasons, looking ahead, contracts, all of the above with the big three Sabre defensemen coming up. We've got all that to get to, but I do want to start today's show with the Amherst once again. Game two of the Rochester American season uh, Eastern Conference final series, I should say, against the Hershey Bears. Amherst taking game one by a 5-1 to one score, including an empty netter at the end. It was 4-1 to one before that. And now, Game 2 in Hershey will feature, on MSG, by the way, so you could watch the game, will feature Matthew Savoy, the Sabres' first-round pick, top-10 pick in the 2022 NHL draft from the Winnipeg Ice, who lit up the juniors, uh, the WHL playoffs. He's going to be in the lineup. We don't know what line yet, but the Amherst did announce that he'll be in the lineup in some capacity. So how many minutes he plays, we don't know, but I am super excited to watch this guy play. Of the three Sabre first-round picks from 2022, Savoy, Noah Oslin, and Yuri Kulik, he is the one that I have been the most excited for. And even after Kulik's historic AHL season, Savoy is still the guy I am most excited for. And maybe it is because he reminds me a lot of Danny Briere. I've said that repeatedly about Savoy. And if you want confirmation on that, Chris Baker from Sabres Prospects, we talked to on WGR on Thursday morning, and we asked him about player comps for Savoy, and he went right to Danny Briere on that front. So Briere comparison, Savoy, smaller player, big shot, stick handling, moving all around the ice. I'm super excited for this guy. And of course, it's time to find out how ready he is because Savoy, we got to figure out whether or not he's ready for the NHL next year because it's juniors or the NHL. He cannot go to the AHL. He can go to Rochester now. He's being loaned there, and that's allowed because his junior season is over. But next year, when his junior season begins, he will be ineligible to play for the Amherst. So, a lot to get to on Matthew Savoy uh, in the coming days, but we got to see a game first. So seven o'clock puck drop Amherst at the Hershey bears. They lead the series one to nothing. And we'll get a look at uh 93. He'll be wearing number 93 for the Amherst. If you're going to watch the game along like I will on MSG, we're going to dive right in though to uh, Kyle Poso real quick before we get into our exit interviews. Kyle Poso did speak to the media after signing his one year, $2.5 million contract uh, on Wednesday. Nothing really that you was unexpected. I thought Oposo getting emotional about his kids being super excited for him being back in Buffalo. It, it really came off like this was it for Oposo, that he was either going to be back with the Sabres or he was retiring, that he's going to live in Buffalo. He's going to be a Buffalonian from here on out. And 
I think the Sabres offering him a contract is just him being able to extend his career. So good for him. And uh, here's the hoping that the wheels don't completely fall off for him this season. As I talked about on yesterday's show, you can get a more in-depth look at that contract and uh, Oposo on our last two shows, actually. Because two shows ago, we did our exit interview on Oposo and Zemgis Gergensens. So exit interview time, though. We're going to break down last season and look ahead, contract questions, all of the above, with the big three Sabre defensemen. We need a nickname for these three because right now they are the pillars of the Sabres blue line, the foundation of the Sabres blue line. Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, and Matias Samuelson. And we'll start with the star. The guy that had his biggest breakout season yet, and that is Rasmus Dahlin. Starting with Dahlin's season last year, he got through the whole year, um, only missed a couple of games, 78 games played, 15 goals, 58 assists for 73 points. So big, big offensive production for Rasmus Dahlin. And it looked like at one point he was going to be in the 90 point range but he did slow down as the season went on October 12 points in nine games November 14 points in 13 games December 12 points in 11 games in January 17 points in 15 games played so if you look at that's fifth that's 55 points in you know half a season so and then the, the last three months seven points in eight games he really struggled in the month of March. Uh, four points in 14 games, including a minus 16. I know I'm not a plus-minus guy, so I almost feel dirty throwing that out there. And then seven points in eight games right at the end. He picked it back up a little bit in April, but the Sabres' struggles in March, I mean, he was one of the guys that struggled most. Now, one thing that has to be said about Darlene we all pretty much know that he was dealing with some sort of injury in the final months of the season. And what that was, I don't know. It didn't really keep him out of games. He was definitely playing through something, though. I think in the first half of the year, Darlene, from from October to January, the end of January, Darlene was the best defenseman in the National Hockey League. I think he was the number one defenseman in the National Hockey League. I mean, he had five goals his first five games, right? Like, he set an NHL record on that front. Best defenseman in hockey. I think he was on his way to being right there, neck and neck, with Eric Carlson for the Norris Trophy. But the fact that he tapered off a little bit at the end, I think really took away from his candidacy. I went through the points, by the way, from October 1st to January 31st. He had 14 goals. From February 1st to the end of April, he only had one goal. So the goal scoring also really came way down for Rasmus Dahlin. But this was the big step that everybody had been waiting for. If you go year by year with Dahlin, rookie year was pretty good, right? Like about as good as you could expect. And then year two, uh, this is not as good as I thought. Uh, And that was with Kruger. But it was, you know what, still only 19. We're not that worried. Year three is when I think people started getting worried. We even built on the show here a Rasmus Dahlin fear bunker because we were really worried about what Dahlin was going to be. Insert Don Granato. And of course, like many players on that team, Ralph Kruger was ruining Dahlin because he was keeping him pinned on the point, not allowing him to move off of that spot, get involved in the play offensively, puck off his stick in the neutral zone, just locked up, chained up on that that blue line. And Granato freedom. 
do whatever you want. Steph, Steve Kerr was Steph Curry like. You do you. And Dalene started maneuvering all around the ice, carrying the puck in himself, creating chances himself. 53 points in 80 games last year. Okay, big step forward. But we still weren't at the point with Dalene that we thought when he was drafted, which was top level defenseman, Norris candidate type of guy, Norris trophy guy in the conversation to be the best defenseman in hockey. Year five, it finally happened. This past season, 15 goals, 58 assists, 73 points in the Norris conversation all year long, in the conversation to be the best defenseman in hockey when he is completely healthy. I think when he is completely healthy, he's the second best defenseman in hockey. I think Kel McCarr is the best defenseman in hockey. But I think Dale, I think Bryce Stalin right now is second. So really speaks to how far he's come and what Don Granato has been able to get out of this guy. But Rasmus Dahlin has earned every bit of the contract that he is about to get. And that is the next step with Rasmus Dahlin, who is entering the final year of his contract with the Buffalo Sabres. So one more year, $6 million, this three-year bridge year that they signed, age 23. He will be 24 when he's up for a new deal. I don't think it gets to that point. My guess is, I mean, this could happen any minute. This could happen. Yesterday, we had breaking news on the show with Kyle Poso. This could happen right now with the rest of Darlene. Check my watch. Any notifications? No. We're good. Darlene, I think, is going to sign this summer. Just a guess, but my guess is that this extension will happen now at some point during this year. Now, what level of money is it going to be? Because they've got some guys on hometown discounts right now. Dylan Cousins at 7.1 million. Thompson at 7.41 million. Samuelson at 4.2 million. Notice the trend. These are all the guys that they've signed recently. Dalene's next. So what's that number going to be? I think it could fall anywhere from $9 million to $11.5 million. And maybe even 12. But I hesitate to go that far. But I guess I just want to put it out there that I would not be surprised if Darlene eclipsed Carlson, Eric Carlson, to become the highest paid defenseman in hockey, and Carlson makes $11.5 million, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility they can make Darlene the highest paid defenseman in hockey. He's earned it, and they've talked about paying guys what they've, they've earned. Now, my guess is it will fall below that, and that he'll be in the $9.5 to $10.5 million range. He'll fall somewhere in there. And I think that's fair for Darlene. I don't, you know, if you get him at nine and a half, I think that's a pretty good discount to get Darlene at. I think he's about worth 10, 10 and a half though. Um, and I mean, if they get a million more than that, whatever. If it's 11 million, whatever. But my guess is that contract will be a seven or eight year deal that comes in between nine and a half and 10 and a half million dollars. But again, I would not be surprised if the Sabres make Darlene the highest paid defenseman in hockey. And my guess is that contract extension will come this summer. So that's all you need to know about Rasmus Darlene and his season, of course. Uh, you know what? Not of course. I give his season an A, not an A+. That might sound crazy because of the step he took, but he really fell off at the end of the year. But I'm not going to dock him more than just the plus because we think he was hurt through all of that. Uh, big physicality too, by the way, I should mention came in his game, the big hit he laid on Matt Nieto uh, of the San Jose Sharks earlier in the year. He got more vocal. Uh, I think his progression to becoming captain of this team one day took a big step this year. Um, 
And then beginning of the season, remember he's shouting at the Florida Panthers, come find me in five minutes back in the locker room. I mean, he got some attitude this year. And he is, honestly, the Sabres' most, most physical defenseman. In terms of checking, he delivers big hits. He's so, And it's not because he's big and bulky. I mean, he's tall and he's, he's thicker than he used to be when he came into the league. But Darlene's a big hitter because he's got the best edge work on, on the team. You know, and maybe even the in the league. He's so strong on his skates. Stronger on his skates maybe than anybody I've seen in hockey. He is that good at it. And because, even with the slender frame, he's able to deliver punishment because of that. So physicality, I think he's the future captain of this team. I think they're going to turn it over to this guy. Um, and he is going to earn that monster contract. Speaking of monster contracts, is Owen Power going to get one too? We'll go to Owen Power next. Exit interview series coming up. Number two defenseman on today's show, Owen Power, coming up next here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. And we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs or rush up the ice during the NHL playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. There's great promotions every day. If you're looking to bet, you know, the PGA Tour at the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge, they have, uh, they have boosts on Michael Block to make the cut. Uh, hockey, of course, you've got throughout the playoffs. And I know the sweeps aren't helping, but right now, take advantage. you got Dallas and Vegas uh, before uh, we might have some time off between now and the Stanley Cup final. Um, I have a future bet actually on the Florida Panthers. So they have cash out options. I've been looking at that every day with my Panthers bet. Uh, I could cash out, I think right now for like 10 times what I bet, maybe even more than that. It's actually like 12 times what I bet. Uh, check out FanDuel. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. And if you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, you'll get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We went through Rasmus Dahlin. I gave him an A. How about Owen Power? Rookie campaign for Owen Power. He finishes as a Calder Trophy finalist. He is not going to win the award. That is going to be Maddie Beneers. But... There's an argument to be made that Power deserves the award. But because he's not a guy that put up big, big offensive numbers, he's not going to win the award. But because he didn't put up big offensive numbers doesn't mean he wasn't a top-level offensive player this season. And I'll explain that in a moment here. But just to go through the numbers, 79 games played, four goals scored. Remember, he didn't score for the first half of the year. He scored four in the second half of the year. 31 assists. 35 points in his age 20 season, his first full season in the NHL. But maybe the most alarming number when you just open up his hockey reference page, 23 minutes and 48 seconds of ice time per night. A big role on this team. Only right there, right up there with Darlene and Samuelson. He really became one of the big three right away. And power, like I said, only 35 points. That's still good, right? Like 50 points maybe is right for him next year. Maybe he's a guy that can get up to 60, 70 points. I don't think that would be stunning at all. Um, Power was an elite offensive producer from the blue line. And one area I'd want to look at for that is uh, Andy and Rono, who do these charts, um, hockey analytics site. They do it by percentile. Their overall offensive grade for Owen Power 
they had him in the for a defenseman, had him in the 77th percentile as a 20-year-old. And as a transition defenseman, they up the ice. Um, you know, you might be thinking about him as a puck carrier a little bit, but more so in terms of um in terms of his, you know, new, his passing through the neutral zone, uh, 74% percentile as a transition defenseman. Puck carries, he was in the 92 percentile. Entry passes, 75th percentile. Possession exits, 82 percentile. High danger chances, 53rd percentile. Shot contribution, 50th percentile. Where power was most lacking was just straight up in his own end. And that might be a little bit surprising, but he was bad in his own end. 18th percentile for overall defense, but it is worth pointing out he had the 73rd percentile for roll difficulty. He had some challenging, challenging matchups. Don Granado did not hide him whatsoever. So great offensively, great transition, bad in his own end. And one other area, and that I think he'll just grow into. I think that he'll get better. That's natural progression. That's that's That normally happens to rookie defensemen on any level. So Power needs to improve in his own end. Okay, but that will come. One thing he's got to work at to get better is his shot. That's the thing he's got to go away for the summer and work on exclusively. Get better with your shot because he was a non-threat as a shooter. And he would get into some good spots. You know, he would jump up in the play and be in good spots or he would get an open shot from the blue line and just nothing. So he's got to get better there. That can come with strength a little bit, right? Darlene's got better over the years, and some of that is just straight-up strength. Um, Power's big frame. I think you're going to want to see him get a bigger shot uh, for sure. So power, it comes to great offensively, great transition, bad defensively, and he's got to get better with his shot. Now, one interesting part of power is the contract situation. He's already going to be up in one more year, which means they could pay him now if they want. And Kevin Adams included him when talking about Rasmus Dahlin at his end-of-season presser as somebody that they want to sign and want to sign now. And that took me aback a little bit. I get it. It makes sense. It actually is on track with everything they've done, right? They paid – listen, they paid Matias Samuelson after 54 games, right? They gave him a seven-year contract after 54 games. And Powers played 87. So they've done this. So I guess it's not that surprising. But it just seems weird, right, that they'd already be paying power. The question for power, though, unlike Samuelson, is are you going to be going to be able to sign him? Because power has every reason to not sign. If I were Owen Power's agent, I'd be telling him right now, don't sign right now. Play out the final year of your entry-level deal and then sign. You take a big, massive jump. We're talking about you being a $10 million player. And if you're the Sabres right now, why are you trying to sign him right now? You're trying to get him on a discounted rate, which is smart. I think that's what Kevin Adams should be trying to do. Um what's much tougher with power, man, I almost got no idea what type of range they would get him on if they were able to get him to sign right now. Anywhere between 7 and 10, but no way he's eclipsing 10, I don't think right now. Maybe 8.5 feels like the right number for him. I I think, though, what is what's smart for power is to wait a year or sign a bridge deal. I might want to project nothing happens with him and that he'll sign next year for a, for a $10 plus million contract a year. But that doesn't mean Adams isn't going to try. I bet Adams is going to try to get him locked up right now on a really team-friendly contract, which I think is his prerogative and is a good idea. But again, it's going to come down to whether or not the player wants to do that. 
All right, Owen Power, grade for the season. I would give him an A-. Uh, very strong, but again, got to get better in his own end, and he's got to get better with his shot. So A- minus for Owen Power, who played, again, 24 minutes a night, which is crazy. We'll come back, and we'll go through Matias Samuelson's season and what's ahead for number 23, a top pair defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres. That's up ahead here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, and we are presented by bird dogs. I love bird dogs. I'm a big golfer. Um, I'm, I'm dressed to golf, right? Like if you can watch on the YouTube channel, I'm ready to go. I'm going right to the course uh, today from here. Um, and I'm going to be wearing my bird dogs a little chilly today, right? A little windy in the low sixties, head to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. Check out everything they got a great selection of golf joggers, but it's not just golf joggers sweatpants that are super comfortable, uh, shorts that are super comfortable. They have a bunch of different styles for that. Polo shirts as well. They've got it all at Bird Dogs. And right now, if you go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and you enter the promo code LockedOnNHL, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL Enter the promo code locked on NHL. They're going to throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti cooler tumbler in every order. Again, birddogs.com slash locked on NHL promo code locked on NHL. All right. Welcome back to the locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Our final segment on today's show. Rochester Americans talk next time. Matthew Savoy making his debut exit interview for Matthias Samuelson. Not as much to talk about with Matias Samuelson as the other two. In part, he's already locked up. They've already got a contract. In fact, this is going to be the first year of it. Uh, so his contract takes him takes uh, his butt with the Sabres through 2030. 2030, 4.285714 million dollars. Well, long number on that. 4.285714. That's the number on Matias Samuelson. A very team friendly contract for a guy. That is a top pair defenseman, a legitimate top pair defenseman in the NHL. And for all that Owen Power might lack at this point in his career for the Sabres, Samuelson's like the opposite. Samuelson's lacking in the offensive zone, and he is incredible in the defensive zone. The Sabres' best defenseman in his own end, in my opinion. Now, what's different about Power, Power you could see getting a lot better in the defensive zone. I do not think Samuelson's getting any better in the offensive zone. This is it. And you know what? That's fine. They don't need him to be. Um, This is what he is. And he's going to be a player that's never going to be measured by the goals and the assists. He's never going to be a player that is measured by his ability to move the puck. Although he is a good passer. He's about an an average to above average transition defenseman. Um, Just not very good in the offensive zone. Samuelson this past year, two goals, eight assists, 10 points. Um, in 22 minutes and 11 seconds per night. A good penalty killer. Darlene calls his stick the Viper because Samuelson just throws it out there and he hits, deflects it off guys' sticks. He's big, you know, of course, with the, at the six foot four frame, 231, and he doesn't get pushed off pucks. He'll push you off the puck, but he's not going to be delivering bone checking hits. Um, but of course, physical enough uh, for his size, not soft by any means. So, Samuelson, I think, for as long as he's on the Sabres, just ride up top with with, uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Now, if anything, they need to clone Matias Samuelson. He really, I think, has showed what the modern-day defensive defenseman looks like. The perfect partner for Rasmus Dahlin. And honestly, Sabres got to clone him and get another guy like that for Owen Power. 
Maybe that's a Scott Mayfield type from the Islanders in free agency. I don't know. But they need another Samuelson, especially a guy for power that can play on the right side. Uh, Samuelson is a left-shot guy. But for me, as long as Samuelson's on the Sabres, this is what he is. He's super strong in his own end, weak in the offensive zone, pretty good in neutral ice. Will play with Rasmus Dahlin, is going to play 22-plus minutes a night. Rock solid. W- one last question, actually, I should say on, on Samuelson. That is worth talking about with him. He does have one concern that we don't know what the future holds for injuries back to back years. Now where he's missed a lot of games this year, he missed 37 games. That's a lot. You can't have that many. And remember what the Sabres records were without Samuelson in the lineup. The Sabres were like one of the best teams in hockey without Samuelson and with Samuelson in the lineup and one of the worst with him. So with Samuelson in, they were 28, 16 and four with a plus 19 goal differential without Samuelson five, 15 and two with a minus 31 goal differential. His impact is clear as day and they can't have him missing games. They simply cannot have him missing games. Now maybe they can do a better job with depth behind him in case he does, you can't miss 37 games if you're Matias Samuelson. They just they can't afford it. So injuries, the big thing to watch for with him uh, going forward. All right, that's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We'll keep rolling through the blue line. Henry Yoki, Haru, uh, Ilya Labushkin, Riley Stillman, all up ahead on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. But we'll spend a lot of time on Matthew Savoy, his Amherst debut, and what happens in game two between Rochester and Hershey. That's coming up next on our Lockdown Sabres podcast for you everydayers. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Reach out to the show on our YouTube channel or at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter. And we'll talk to you next time here on Locked on Sabres.